Welcome to Ask a Mountain Bike Professional. Uh, Aaron is with us today. Uh, I'm Dave. And then our guest is the illustrious Cam Burns of Transition Bikes. We're happy to have Cam here today. We are we're looking to spotlight as well as ask a bunch of questions to people who've been in the industry, spotlight some people who probably are like the unsung heroes of the mountain bike universe. Uh, so, so that's why we chose Cam. We love him. He's, we've known him for probably 10 years now at least. Um, so let's, let's jump in and introduce Cam a little bit. First of all, uh, Cam, thanks for joining us. Where are you right now? Um, I'm on Chuckanut Drive in Bellingham, Washington. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, are you you at ho- you at home or are you at the transition headquarters or? I'm at home right now. Nice. Um, I want to I want to go way way back to introduce you to people. You are cool. not originally from the United States. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, well, that's a long story. I, I'll, I'll just break it down real fast. I was born in uh, Las Palmas, Canary Islands. And then um, when I was three, I moved to Haiti. And I lived there for eight and a half years. And then from Haiti, moved to Jamaica, lived there for nine months. And then to Bellingham, Washington, of all places. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been here. Yeah, I, I, I thought my memory served me right. I remember that because I lived in the Canary Islands for two years and somehow we made that connection. Um, yeah. Do you, do you still speak Spanish at all? No. Um, <laughs> you know, just your basic. Yeah. I you took were, Spanish in high school, but not, not fluent or anything. Yeah. Cool. Well, how, how's your family doing in the awesome times that uh, we're living in currently? Everybody's doing well. We're, 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 we're coping with it. And, um, it's, it's been what over two years now. So we're kind of getting more used to it. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, we're all back in the office and that that's good. It's just nice to be around somebody so you can just ask them a question instead of write an email or, you know, yeah, for sure. The, yeah. The, on a zoom meeting. feels a little bit more normal to be face to face. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, uh, last time we were physically with you was at this party. Oh my goodness. Those were good times. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Uh, (laughs) So, so we rode for you with you guys for like a week and then finished it off with a, a party on the party boat. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was good times. That was fun. But I, I do, I have a kind of a, a memory that of this, so everybody was partying and having a great time, right? And you were you came out and you were kind of showing us some stuff about the islands. Yeah. And, and we got talking about uh, fam. Oh, there's Cam. We got talking <laughs> about uh, family and and man, like I just have this like awesome human memory of you. Just kind of points what a great person you are. 
you were asking about my family and my parents because you'd, you'd come to my house and we rode zero motorcycles together a few years earlier. Yep. And my dad was kind of going through a rough time with Parkinson's and you like, like quit the party and hung out with me and asked a bunch of questions. So like, that was like my cam is such a good dude moment. And right on. Yeah, like I'll always remember that, that, that you cared and like genuinely cared. And, and you, I mean, we got back to having a good time, but yeah. But in the middle of that party, you like shut it down and, and were genuinely concerned. That was pretty awesome. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pre Jesus right there. Pre, uh, <laughs> pre, pre Jesus, post Jesus. Yeah, working hard on growing that hair. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's kind of jump into this. We had uh, we got a bunch of questions for you. Uh, we wanted you to tell us the story about how you got to know uh, Kyle and Kevin, and how that you know transitioned into a job with Transition. Yeah. Well, honestly, I didn't know who they were. Um, I had a friend, or he's still my friend, Todd Zimmerman. Um, he's a well-known trail builder in Bellingham. He's from the East Coast originally, but he always uh, had to have something that no one else had, like a different bike or something like that. If it was mainstream, he wasn't into it. So he bought this bike. It was a dirt bag, and... Um, I remember he went to some dude's garage in Seattle and picked it up and he was really excited about it. And when I saw it, it was a really awesome bike. And he told me the story. Yeah, it's this company transition bicycle company, you know, and, um, you know, they're small and they make this really cool free ride bike. So I looked into it and I jumped on their website and, it was really well done website for that time. Um, and Kevin had a lot to do with the website and, um, and he's the person that he went to Seattle to visit and pick up the bike. So from there on, I started following them a little bit and seeing more of those bikes show up. Um, and, uh, one day they had a post on there and it was like, we want you and you know, the guy, Yeah, yeah. but, uh, I applied and, um, they set up an interview and it was a ride interview. It was pretty interesting. Um, and that's how I met him was during that interview, uh, aside from talking on the phone a few times. Do you, do you remember where you um, rode? Um, yeah, we rode on Galbraith Mountain and um, we rode this trail called Cheech and Chong's. And it had like some really old school skinnies. And one of them was called the Rainbow Skinny. Um, and I remember, you know, it's job interview. So you're kind of nervous and you're meeting new people for the first time. They were, by the way, really cool right off the bat. And it was like, no, no big deal. We were just like guys mountain biking together, you know? Yeah. Yes. It, that, that is the stinger, but, um, similar. It was much narrower than that. And, um, but 
Yeah, that's the only pick I had of the area, but yeah, but I, that's that's I remember one the of the more well-known trails on Galbraith. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being really psyched because I made the skinny, and I thought that was a good impression of him. But you know that went well, and I think they interviewed a few other people, and I don't know. You know, I think I got lucky, but ended up getting the job. Nice. So, yeah. Um, when was that, roughly? That was um, April of 2006. April of 2006. So you've been with them for, oh, let's check my math here, 16 years. Is that right? That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many other employees did uh, they have at the time when you got hired? No, I was the first employee. So it was Kevin and Kyle. They'd been doing some stuff working at T-Mobile and on the side, it was a side hustle, producing bikes. And, and um, then they decided to just do it full time and they wanted to move closer to Vancouver. The North shore was kind of the jam back in the day. Um, and so they thought the closest they could get to that would be Bellingham and then just go and run transition bikes. Were, were there other bike companies up in Bellingham at the time? Cause now it's kind of like, the place to be for a mountain bike company. Yeah. Kona was the only other manufacturer that was in Ferndale, which is close enough. That's probably 30 minutes north of Bellingham. Gotcha. On uh, I-5. What, what has kept you with transition over the years? Um, I think from like day one meeting those guys, we just formed a bond and we became friends. Um, and they've been mentors to me for so long. Um, they've always been good and provided a great work environment. And um, as long as, you know, you get your, your job done and they're pretty cool with you just managing everything and showing up when, when you need to. And, um, I also think that just the, the people I meet along the way and I, you know, I, I got hired for sales, so we didn't start traveling right away, but you know, it's, uh, it, it comes with some good perks, you know, you get the bikes, but you also, it's a cool company. So like when you go and travel, people are, you know, receptive to you. They're like, here, come look at our trails. They like to show you around and, you know, everybody's real cool. So yeah, I think that's a big part of it is just the customers and the people I've met along the way, but, you know, when it started, it was just me, Kevin and Kyle, and we'd go on a sales trip. We'd all go together and, uh, we didn't, 
have a big budget or anything and we kind of dirt bagged it you know um we just show up to people's houses and like crash on the couch yeah that was pretty common practice yeah i remember the the first time that i met you in person i think we were looking into picking up transition and we just started speed mountain the bike shop way before we started doing mtb tune um stuff yeah and you showed up in, but that, I mean, you've been doing it for a few years then, because you showed up in a Raptor, but you didn't even have a yeah. bike rack on there. You had like four bikes thrown over the tailgate pad, and you were driving back from somewhere in Colorado. And yeah. Yeah, you came to my house. We had pizza. We jumped on zero motorbikes. We went and ran around and, and then took like some shuttle laps on, on like the closest trail we could find. <laughs> Because you, yeah. you were in between places and you had to make it to another couch that night in Idaho somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couch surfing. Yeah. That was good times, though. I, I really, I mean, now we stay in hotels, but, you know, when I get an opportunity, I love to stay at um, a friend's house. And, that you know, a friend would be one of our dealers. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. When we... When we tell the story of transition, because we're a small bike shop, it's always like these guys are awesome and we know them and we've ridden with mm -hmm. them and, you know, they, they produce great bikes, but more than that, they're great people and, and that comes through in their product. I mean, it, it actually, it's a great sales story too, don't you think, Karen? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, um, talk about how... Uh, each of our brands has something to offer and, uh, with Transition. It's always because um, I like you guys and I want you guys to succeed. And the uh, Transition bikes have some kind of voodoo magic that just makes them more fun. Yeah, there's, there's so many. I mean, let's be honest. There's so many great bike companies out there now that make a great product. But we won't name a few that we've dropped over the years. Because <laughs> because they were tools to work with, um, they made yeah. great bikes, but but they were they were tools. Um, so anyway, we we love transition for the same reasons you do, man. The people, the culture, and the product. Um, in a, in an alternate reality, like let's say we had a, this is a science fiction movie now, when transition oh, right doesn't exist. Yeah. What what would what would Mister Cam Burns formerly of the Canary Islands, be doing for a living now? Like, what would you do if you weren't with Transition, do you think? I mean, put yourself in those shoes. Don't well, say jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a tough question because I can't imagine life any differently. But I do have a connection to the ocean and... I, I love seafood, um, oysters in particular, and I have this, like, I have an interest in oyster aquaculture, and I think I might be an oyster farmer. <laughs> I, actually, for those, for those watching... Yeah, not, see? Yeah, for those watching, not uh, listening, I actually have some some pictures. This is, that we're looking at here, this is Cam trying to convince me to eat these oysters. Uh, they were like indigenous to just that 
part of the world. And I was skeptical and they were awesome. They were so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you remember these? Like, like, I don't, I don't know what they are, but you could probably tell me what kind this was. Yeah. That is an Olympic oyster and it is native to the Pacific Northwest. Um, named after the Olympic Peninsula, actually. Um, they're, they're really small and they have, um, a unique flavor. So honestly, if you're not used to eating a raw oyster, that's a, that's, that's not an easy one to eat. Um, it's not very, it's not mild. It's got a real distinct kind of rich flavor. Um, and metally, I guess is what I would describe it. Not a real smooth cucumber finish, but, but yeah. they're good. Those are, those are probably my favorites. I was, I was actually pretty nervous to try it, but you convinced me and, and it was delicious. Yeah. So, so good work. You yeah. opened, broadened my horizons that day. <laughs> right on. So Cam, we need you to tell us about the I Ride With Cam merchandise, the t-shirts and the license plate frame. Oh Let's, yeah. Tell us that backstory. Well, I was the first employee and I think it was Kevin's idea. He's kind of like the creative side. Um, Kyle's very like analytical and Kevin's very creative. And I think that's why they do so well. Um, and have been so successful, but they complement each other very well. Uh, Kevin's idea was to, you know, what, when they hired somebody, they wanted to market that person, you know, they, and, and his idea was like, what, why don't you make a stupid face and we'll, uh, yeah, there's my stupid face in the corner there. <laughs> um, we'll capture that and we'll make a t-shirt and, uh, it'll be, I ride with cam and, he had some other ideas too. And what, one of them was, um, the cam cam and, uh, it was a live cam you could go to anytime. And it was just at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, and I think it was live actually for a few days. And then, you know, until they realized that's a real bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um surprisingly enough the t-shirts sold really well i think we got left with the license plates holders for maybe as long as i've been there 16 years we might still have a few um yeah but the t-shirt sold out and it actually sold out to to um our distributor in japan at the time and they loved them, but you try to figure out like, well, do they even understand the joke? You know, cause it was kind of a joke, but I think they thought it was like Cam McCall or, you know, Cam Zink or somebody like that. I love so, that. That's awesome. But yeah, I'd like to get a hold of one of those t-shirts. Um, there's, so there's a, there's a bunch of people in Japan wandering around in the I ride with yeah Cam with the goofy face <laughs> t-shirts going on. Cam's big in Japan. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. You better not go over there. You'll get attacked on the streets for being famous. Oh yeah, Mom. right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
Um, what about uh, your personal bikes? What are you riding this year? What bike are you on or bikes? That's a good question. And it's, um, I have a spur and I have a Sentinel. And if I had it my way, I would have every bike in the lineup. We all would, man. I just need more time, you know? Yeah. Um, I think those bikes are pretty close though. So ideally I would like to have a spur and aspire, you know, to kind of cover. But the reason I went with the Sentinel was because we started to travel again this year, but because there's a lack of bikes and we don't want to have demo bikes and people getting excited about them and then we don't have anything for them. So we just decided we would travel with a bike, bring it with us on the plane, fly into places, <coughs> hang out with our dealers and ride bikes and just get to know them. And, and I needed something that I could ride everything on. And so that's why I decided to do the Sentinel. Nice. And um, I've been happy with it. It, it climbs well, it's, it's capable of a lot of abuse and it can be ridden laps in the park and it just, it worked out great. Yeah, right, right when the Sentinel came out, uh, said sadly you were no longer our rep, no offense to the new guy, but uh, they got a hold of us and Aaron and I went and rode, uh, where did we ride? Uh, Moab. Oh yeah, we rode the whole enchilada, right? Like with their first brand new Sentinels. We went and met them down there and did the, the whole enchilada with them. Um, yeah. We kind of helped them put the bikes together that morning yeah. and then went and, went and ride. That was, that was fun. That's just another example of kind of how, how your company works. But yeah, Sentinel's, Sentinel's a pretty rad bike and I kind of like the evolution that it's gone through. A little bit of changes that have happened over the years have made it even better, but yeah it is an all mountain bike and and that makes sense to bring it with me on the trip and covers all the bases um yeah cam what's your favorite trail up there in bellingham um we have so many trails they're all amazing you you can ride turn your brain off, have a good day to just technical stuff where you got to be on it. Um, I'm not super into big jumps, but we've got that. We've got steeps, rock slab, loam, good corners. I, I happen to live in one of the most desirable places in Bellingham. I'm right next to Larrabee State Park. Um, right behind the house are bike specific or purpose built trails for mountain bikes. Um, and I'd have to say those are my favorite. There's one from the top and it's, it's kind of a cliche name, but it's called double black diamond It's not one of our most difficult trails at all, but 
it it's fun. It's actually been here forever. Um, it wasn't legal for a long time, but it kind of got grandfathered in and now it's sanctioned, but, um, it leads into double down and those two trails are amazing. Um, and I can go for an hour long ride from the house and, and hit both of them. And then there's a lot of other trails back there, but I would have to say those are my favorite. I actually agree. Um, while we were up there, we went and rode uh, the the Chuck and Nuts there, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, that those were some of my favorite Mount Galby. That was um, some fantastic stuff. But yeah, yeah. right there, Larrabee. That was my my favorite. What about uh, non-local trails, like anywhere that you've ridden? What what stands out in your mind? Um, I've been to so many different places and, and uh, ridden trails. That's that's going to be difficult. Vermont has a lot of good riding. Um, Massachusetts, of all places, there's this place, Berkshire East in Massachusetts. Um, there's a park there, Thunder Mountain, Aaron, you make and across list. the street, there's some <laughs> trails, but um, I, I like the East Coast. Um, that's part of my my sales territory, so I get to go often. Um, but I think my favorite trail, other than something here, is going to be in Quebec City of all places oh, yeah. um and it's probably wolverine wolverine in quebec city i'm taking notes i'm always i keep a list yeah. of trails that that i want to ride you know that i haven't yet and that's always fun to ask people i love that oh question. yeah that's a bucket list trail for sure quebec city wolverine well, yes we we kind of had a trip up that in that neighborhood planned for a few years but we'll hope that the Canadians allow us to cross the border again soon, right? Yeah. Um, what about, uh, so, so what we're doing with this podcast, a lot of times we talk about uh, the mechanic side of things and the how-to of that, but we also you know, like to talk to people that have been in the industry for a long time like you. How, how good of a bike mechanic are you personally? Oh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not a great bike mechanic. Um, I've gotten by for several years, but you know, when, when something goes wrong, I'm better off letting a professional handle it. Um, I've always been on the sales side of things. Um, I do like to tinker with my bike and I'll, I'll mess around with it. And I know, you know, the fundamentals and everything, but when it gets technical and I have to like rebuild a fork or bleed some brakes, I like to just take it to, um, to our shop and have one of the guys do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's always um, interesting to talk to people that have been doing this for a long time. Some of them are like, yeah, I totally love wrenching on my own bike. And others are like, no way, man. Like, leave that to the guys that do mm -hmm. it every day. Um, does yeah. Transition have a race mechanic right now? Um, I don't. We have a lot of mechanics, and they're all probably good enough to be on the road and, you know, working on a World Cup athlete spike um but n not 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 a race per mechanic per se gotcha um i know you guys you kind of ebbed and flowed in the race team world i mean lars has always yeah. kind of ran that but it, it, year to year it seems like you either have a really strong race team i mean you've had huge names for you guys and then other years it's about like privateer dudes out in the out in the boonies doing their own thing. Is that yeah. kind of just how it rolls? Yeah. So this is a question that I know you guys get asked all the time. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll see what your, uh, your answer is. Um, as you guys are getting older, do you think that there will ever be a transition e-bike? Oh, well, oh, if you, if, if we come out with something new, it's, it's largely because it's something that we want to ride and that's true. We're getting older. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does seem appealing. I need all the help I can get these days. You know? Um, <laughs> The Spur actually was one of those bikes where I think, you know, we, we, we like to get after it and ride some spicy stuff, but we also we're starting to get old and we want to just get out there and pedal. And that, that was, that was what instigated that bike. And it's become one of our, if not our most popular bike in the lineup, I think partially due to it just appeals to a larger market, but um yeah e-bike <laughs> <laughs> never say never yeah, it sounds nice to me <laughs> yeah That's awesome we, uh, i i can speak to the spur being almost like an e-bike we were doing uh we were certifying yeah. as as mountain bike instructors last year and i got super sick like like empty your gut sick and we we were riding for three days like all day long while we were doing this and i i brought I actually had two bikes with me and i rode the spur after i was sick because i was spent and we you know kept having to pedal laps uphill and, yeah and i wanted to i wanted to you know shoot you guys an email and be like it really is like an e-bike <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but never say never for an e-bike you guys are get as aaron pointed out you guys are just hideously old and pretty pretty soon you'll need one yeah just <laughs> well, I, I feel like yeah, i'm but we're always working on something cool and new so you can expect some awesome stuff um i i don't I don't know about an e-bike, but there's there's some stuff coming from us. We're we're not going to rest on our laurels, and we're going to keep, you know, 
Nice. We're we're excited. Coming out with compelling new stuff that's exciting for people. Yeah, we're we're excited with what you come up with. Yeah. Um, what what's this is this is a super important question, and then we'll let you ask us uh, any questions you may have. But what? All right. What is the secret to the perfect crab cake? <laughs> um. Well. Where I live, we can catch them right out front here in the water. Um, so I'd say fresh crab and a lot of it. Um, uh, there is one thing that that I, I like to do. I don't I don't use mayonnaise. I substitute with mustard, and I think that's the key to my crab cakes <laughs> and what makes them special. Nice. The mustard crab cake. I'm also taking Yeah, notes. just like that helps you bond it all together. And then, you know, you put whatever spices in. I never make one crab cake the same. I like, I, I do batches, right? But I don't follow a recipe and it's not scientific and like so many cups of this and that. And it's just, it's just kind of like whatever I'm feeling at the moment, I throw it together, but I always use mustard. That's kind of my bonding agent. Um, and it adds a nice flavor, but it doesn't overwhelm it. And it's better than mayonnaise, I think. Well, normally when we get done with these podcasts, I really want to go ride. Uh, yeah. But I kind of want to go eat right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, 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 well, come visit us. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hungry now. Um, and then and then we just wanted at the end of this we like to give people a chance if they have any questions for us yeah well i i had a chance to um browse the website and i think it's really cool what you're doing um for somebody like me who likes to ride bikes and is interested in them and i'm not a great mechanic but you know sometimes i have to work on my own bike um with the pandemic, especially because there's nobody to take it to, you know, or they're, they're shut down or, you know, it's just busy or working on a skeleton crew, whatever the reason I, I ran into some, some repairs that I had to kind of just figure out on my own. And, I, um, it would be cool to go someplace and have like, this is how you do this, how you bleed your brakes and, have some instructional videos and be able to just kind of like um, follow along at that time and fix whatever it is that you need to fix. So I, I think that it's a cool premise and um, I'll be using it in the future. Nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll get yeah. it. We'll hook you up with a subscription for, for doing this okay. podcast. We'll send <laughs> it to you, man. Sweet. <laughs> but but we've we kind of seen a lot of uh you know a lot of great brands are doing a mix of direct to consumer as well as through bike shops and everything and with yeah. the, with the pandemic that's kind of worked out well. And like you said shops are insanely busy. I mean, I know Aaron at the shop here every day has been scheduling people out two and three weeks at a time at least sometimes. So yeah. that and we've had a ton of demand for people asking us, "Hey, could you just show me how to do this? We're like, sure, but we gotta, you know, it's gonna take a while and we gotta recoup our costs somehow. Yeah, it right. takes more time to show somebody than it does to do it. Yeah. 
So, so that's yeah. our hope is we can edu- we don't want to take away from bike shops, but we want to educate people to the point where they're comfortable taking care of the things that they need done right away or else like getting it to, to last until they can get it to a shop. Right. Um, yeah, but that's, that's kind of our, yeah, we'll hook you up with subscription and then we, we need to talk to the, the guys that transition some more about some other ideas with that too. But Hey, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you're, you're not only Transition's first employee, since we're just starting, we're actually just launching this podcast, you're our first, uh, our first guest that wasn't just us riffing on a topic, so we were- Oh, that's great. We were I'm stoked, honored. We were stoked to have you, and uh, I mean, we might have like one viewer right now, but I'm sure people <laughs> will go back and either, either watch or listen to this once it gets on all the platforms, and uh, we really appreciate well, having you, man. Well, that's good that you only have one viewer because this is my first podcast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you were great. Um, thank we'll, you. We'll send you a link once we get it all polished up and uh, you can show it off to your friends. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. You'll help, you'll help us uh, tap into that Japanese market. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I just need a name like Cam. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do a podcast with Cam T-shirt and send it over. Perfect. Hey, hey, thanks, man. Good to talk to you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, give give your family and everybody up there our best, and then hopefully we can get out and and come visit you in the next little bit when that opens back up and go ride and eat some perfect crab cake. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Cam. Okay. Talk to you soon. just i just got back from the islands and i i brought five dozen oysters with us holy balls that's a lot of oysters yeah three people and we ate them all but we're we're way out on susha island which is right on the canadian border we were we were there and um darren the designer transition pulled up a text and it was a link about a tsunami oh yeah because Tonga blew up yeah yeah that's scary <laughs> did you guys did you guys get out of there did you feel a surge we, at all we did some research and we didn't really have anywhere to go we were stuck so I mean we looked at it and it seemed like it would be two feet if we saw anything. So we figured we could just go to a high point on the island. 